Sage, why didn't you tell me uh, uh, last month was not No Shave November? I, I mm, thought you had the memo, buddy. I didn't know what November was. <laughs> it was a tip I didn't learn about. When did when did y'all change November? Um, I don't know, man. You gotta stay up on Twitter, I guess. Yeah. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um. Welcome back to Comic Accurate. Uh. <laughs> I'm Saga. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Sage. Pay attention to what the months are, people, because you don't want to be. Anyway, um, <laughs> that was great, uh, man. So, so last week was a little bit heavy. This week we're gonna we're gonna have fun all all episode long. We're gonna have fun. Um, uh, shout out to everybody who gave feedback on last week's episode, though. That was um, that was appreciated, and we look forward to getting better at doing this. We look forward to getting more listeners in and more feedback. So um, at the end, I'll tell you like all the different ways you can get in touch with us. But um, shout out to everybody who who listened last week. Um, uh, this week we got some uh, we got some stuff to talk about, um, but. But Sage, I uh, I want to ask this question. I'm I'm stealing this from Twitter. I don't know who I'm stealing it from on Twitter. It was a thread. There's a whole thing going They're on. They're not important. <clears throat> Wait, I'm, I'm, sorry, mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's wrong. If you were important, you would have a podcast. <laughs> uh, I saw this on Twitter. It was a whole thread, and and basically the thing that kicked it off was uh, what's your most I'm just I simplified it. What's your most rogue Star Wars take? So basically the take that you say to people in a Star Wars conversation that almost ends in a fight. <laughs> what's the uh what's the thing that what's your Star Wars take? And I'm looking at Star Wars as a whole, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I'm talking about you've gone through all the movies. Mm-hmm. You've watched Clone Wars. Right. If you look at it a certain way, and this is hindsight bias, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anakin is not at fault whatsoever. You're right. I like I'm, he is not at fault whatsoever. Like it's literally, if we're being honest, it is the Jedi's fault because if you. Look at the confrontation with Sidious and, um, oh my goodness, I'm drawing a blank. Mace Windu, boom, there we go. Mm-hmm. If Mace Windu and the council would have trusted Anakin more, and then after, you know, everything he did for them and let him join the council, because he was like, what was his argument? It was that a Jedi master... They you just, can't be a Jedi master without being on the council, right? Yeah. Yeah, so when they be, made him a master, but he wasn't on the council, was kind of like the moment where he was done with them. If they would have trusted him more, he would have jumped Dark Sidious with, uh, with Mace Windu. But because you didn't trust him, he was like, all right, well, no, yeah, see, I need him. You're not going to help me, obviously. So, yeah, I'm betraying you, buddy. I... I have a hard time believing that people disagree with that, but 
I think that's, uh, like you said, hindsight bias because I've seen more people, um, more more people uh, who are getting introduced to Star Wars now feel that way, right? But I can also see how, you know, if you're watching Star Wars in real time, that you might have a, uh, you might have a hard time with that. But I agree with you. I agree with you. The, the Jedi, that was, that was a, uh, I'm not going to call them a cult. <laughs> Not gonna call them a cult, mm. but they were cult adjacent. Oh um, my goodness! <laughs> Something just hit me too. I got another one. Oh, go for it. I don't know if I have one, so go for it. The whole thing of balance is bullcrap because it's like, oh, the light side of the force got to be the dark side of the force, and you got to get rid of the dark side of the force for there to be balance in the force. And I'm like, well, um, wait a minute. If there's too much light and no dark, how is that balanced? Yeah, bull the, crap. Yeah, the, bull crap. The rule of two. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a weird one. That's what I'm saying. Like, that doesn't make sense. It's a weird. It's a it's a uh, it's a retroactive one. It's one where you're like, no, no, no. We we're gonna uh, we got it. We're gonna do it this way. We're we're gonna make it so that way. There's all yeah. It's a, that's a weird one. I like, agree with you. Like they just say, oh, he brings balance to the force. If any, if anything, if you could bring balance to the force, that means everybody should be like Mace Windu. That's yeah, yeah true. Like because it's like Everyone if you're disaligned with the light side of the force, you're not balanced. I got I got a uh, I got a take. <clears throat> uh. Again, hindsight bias. I guess you, you would have to. I think hindsight bias is implied. Yeah. But because you can't do this unless you, well, I guess you could. I guess you could totally jump out the window, not watch the prequels, only watch, you know, uh, four, five, six and and make a crazy take. But uh, Star Wars, the, the I guess we'll just say the, the Skywalker saga start, mm-hmm. um, you know, you start at the beginning. And Which beginning? Uh, well, both. <laughs> so you start even if you start chronologically, or if you start um episodically, right? Go to episode one, and you go all the way through to um. There's nine, right? So you go all the way through to I guess eight, maybe even maybe eight eight and a half. I don't know. We'll say seven. We'll say seven to be safe. That that window of time all lines up perfectly like the story right okay and here's here's i don't know if this is a rogue or not but i feel like it's rogue because everyone wants to hate seven eight nine right but when you look at it it don't get me started (laughs) i nine nine has bad moments right It, it makes bad use of good ideas that's what it is nine makes bad use of good ideas but if you go all the way through it, it makes sense that you start with uh, you start with Anakin, right? Okay. Anakin is your Jesus figure. Um, you he he has no family, and naturally, the easiest way to manipulate him is to give him family, right? That's how you yep. get kids to join gangs, right? So uh, uh, Palpatine saw that he manipulated it. Anakin breaks bad, right? He sever. He formally tenures his, res- his resignation from uh, the Jedi by uh, slaughter. Um, by he played. He paid him in blood. Right. 
He gets up out of there, but he's got two kids, both imbued with this uh the same force magic energy that may or may not have been implanted. Right? Yeah, and thanks for bringing up a point. I'm gonna bring up in a little while. Let me write this down right quick. Okay. Uh, so all right, so they they in their arcs they are the heroes of the the galaxy, right? So they go through uh, the whole having to learn about what is this, the forest, how do I use it? Well, not they, I guess we'll say the son. The son goes through and he learns the forest. Luke, he, you know, confronts his dad. Then he brings that information to his sister. Off screen, we'll, we learn later that they trained because Luke seemed like a giving guy. He didn't seem like the type of guy who would, you know, keep things to himself. So that tracks like, yo, Neil, we, you know, me and Leia, we, we found a way to, to make each other better and stronger. So uh, we worked on the force together. So everything I know, she knows, and she might be a little better at it because she was trained, you know, to be, a, she was firsthand uh, 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 witness to like what, being a general and, and being in war scenario and political scenario, she saw all this stuff firsthand. So she got it. She was already uh, on that type of time when we meet Leia. So tracks, right? Um, if, if anyone's not a Mary Sue, Leia's not a Mary Sue. <laughs> if anyone's not a Mary Sue, Leia got it from the mud, right? So yep. uh, that, well. that's, no, 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 no. She got it from the mud. Okay. We might have an argument, so that would be fun, but hold on. Let me, let me get through it. Right. Cause that part is all easy sell, right? So then you go, you go forward, right? So, you know, we we blow up the Death Star twice. We blow the Death Star, they come back. We blow it up again. We we uh, save everybody. They're happy. Celebrate. You know, okay. Now, years later, <laughs> years later, Luke has off screen. Um, tried to continue on with this Jedi mindset, yep. give it to the next generation. Um, he's having trouble with the the learning curve of being a teacher now because he's realizing that he doesn't actually have a solid foundation in the Force himself, uh, not enough to teach it and not enough to indoctrinate the next generation, right? So he's having trouble with that. And then he um, he sees some dark energy that gives him PTSD and he's like, oh, no. Like now, 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 um, this next part depends, this next part depends on if you feel like Luke achieved a point of peace or if you feel that that same, um, that same tether that Luke had to, to his dad. Um, allowed him to master the force quickly. If you believe that same tether also makes him a little bit volatile to uh, to his own rage and anger, depends on how you feel about it. If you if you feel like no, Luke is a good person, he's a good guy, then you'll have a hard time buying that he saw someone getting ready to you know make well, a left turn and and he said nope the problem, snuff him out <laughs> the, no so look the problem is right the problem is is the way you set him up the way you set him up mm-hmm. you can't have him second guess himself like that because he sees 
his nephew could potentially fall to the dark side because it's like your father was Darth Vader. And that whole time you knew about everything your dad's done. And I mean everything. Mm-hmm. Yet, once you had that first battle with him, you saw that there was good in his heart, right? right. And mind you, he's already massacred thousands of people and right. killed kids. Right. He was going to kill you. you. Yeah, yeah, and, and was going <laughs> to kill gonna you. He was going to kill you. And then... Even if you don't care about the whole galaxy. That's what I'm saying. And then it's like... You see one little droplet of potential of your nephew maybe being influenced by the dark side. And you don't think, you know, maybe I should talk to him, talk to him about his grandfather. And then, you know. Oh, I didn't say it was. And then then you, like, like I said, you think, like, you pretty much almost strike him down. And it's like, how do you go from believing and trying to save one of the most vile characters in the whole universe to now you're thinking about killing a child. Okay. That I, makes no sense. I like never, from a from from a writing standpoint of what you built him up to be, other than you trying to sell a new movie and yeah. give a reason as to why well, it's a different, Kylo yeah. is the way he is, right. it makes no sense. It's a different writer. No and, sense. And I never said it was a great story. I just said it makes sense, right? But no, it that does, doesn't make sense. It, <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Wait, especially if it's if it's a it, sequel. Can I work some saga? Uh, like if, if you said it was, you know. Can I work some saga magic on the story real quick? Let me, let me. Uh, my standpoint's not going to change. I'm a, no, no, no. I don't want it to. I don't want it to. Because uh, ultimately we're talking about like, you know, rogue takes. So if in conversation about Star Wars, this comes up, I'm going to agree with you. But, you know, as a rogue take, if I'm thinking about the story divorced from my initial reactions. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Luke. Okay, so check it out. This is this is fun. Um, Luke, uh, first time we meet him, he's he's longing for adventure. He's like, fam, I got to get off of this farm. Like, I got to go. He's like, well, it depends on what iteration of Superman is your, you know, is your is your uh, your mm-hmm. cup of tea. But he's yeah. he's that angsty Clark Kent. Like, fam, I got to go. <laughs> I am better I than get this. Out of here. I am better than this. So he takes his first opportunity and gets gone, right? Mm-hmm. Um deep longing for family. Luke was like, fam, let me go. I'm in, I am uh, a loner. I can do it. Right. So he meets the person he wants to be on the uh on the outside in Han Solo, right? Yeah. But all of this stuff would have been, it would have been a uh, taboo if he was brought up in the Jedi Order traditionally. Even the way his dad came up, his dad was very young and his dad was introduced to sacrifice in a way that um, Anakin actually had to sacrifice like family. He had to actually say, hey, I, I choose um, to go away from this thing and this life that I love. For for Luke, it was a no-brainer. Luke was like, I don't love nothing about this. I'll go. So that was no sacrifice for him. Becoming a Jedi was like the lesser of the two evils, right? 
it wasn't something that was like, oh, man, I got to make a choice. He was like, fam, I'll choose anything. He, he, <laughs> the, the empire could have showed up. Luke would have been like, fam, I'm out of here. I will be a stormtrooper. Sign me up. Right. So uh, um, and that's not it. I'm, I'm gassing it a little bit. There was like a he was presented with an option to do something heroic, but it was on the back of like, oh, look, that's a cute girl. Cool. I'll go like. You know, so if the Empire had to said, hey, there's a cute girl, he might have, you know, anyway. Um, so Luke's foundation, I'm saying all that to say Luke's foundation with the Jedi Order and the Force, it was always kind of like rubbery. Right. It was like eh, it's flexible. Right. So even I'm, he learns that this is his dad after learning. This is the. And keep in mind, too, he didn't learn about Vader through someone who was like completely third party. He learned about Vader from someone who was his brother, right? Quote unquote. He learned about Vader from Obi-Wan. And Obi-Wan would have still had that compassion when telling the story if of Vader. He didn't tell the whole mm, story. You know, you know, all right, listen. If you look at it a certain way, Obi-Wan's trash. That's my other take. <laughs> he didn't. He's trash. Wait, who, who's trash? Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan's trash. Oh, okay. Ooh, wait, 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 wait. I like that. Like, hold on. Let me do it. Let me do it. Let He's me work. Trash. Let me work. So Obi Wan, Obi Wan still, and I, and I get why you're saying that a little bit because you are a big part of the problem of the transition to into Vader, right? But you you are allowed to feel like you're on the high horse still because you are a Jedi, right? Or what was a Jedi? Because what what are what are Jedi's when we enter the uh, enter Star Wars via Luke's perspective? What are Jedi, right? Um, but anyway, so this guy's telling you the story. He's not telling you the full story. He's not telling you this is your dad. He's just more so keeping you like aware that you are the key, right? Um, and you gotta, we gotta go, we gotta go, right? Because he also Obi Wan would also know like, oh, we gotta, we were supposed to protect Luke and Leia. <laughs> so far, Luke has found me, and Leia's in trouble. We gotta go. <laughs> we got to go do this thing, right? Luke now is piecing together the universe. He's like, wait, this is my dad. My dad went left. And it's, you know what's unclear? I don't think it's, uh, unless it, it was probably addressed in, in one of the uh, the EU stories that are no longer canon. But does Luke's perception of Obi-Wan change? I, did, I don't know if that got brought up in the, uh, the sequel trilogy, but does his perception change? Like, does he ever learn the full, st- like, you know, there's that, there's two sides of the story, right? There's the Simba side of the story where you're like, no, like my uncle killed my dad. And then there's the Kovu part of the story where it's like, um, and Scar may or may not be his dad or whatever, but his father-like figure or whatever. Like there's the Kovu part of the story where it's like, you people over here in the everything, the light touches land, y'all made it difficult for us. And we're also lions. So just that's, you know, that's self-hatred. Anyway, so there's two sides to look at it. So, they wanted to do that with Kylo and make him like the, like y'all are too hard on Vader. Like I have, I have a connection to Vader, right? Like I have a connect. That's Kylo's whole thing. I have a connection to Vader. Like he would have, if he was here, he would have, you know, nurtured me or whatever. And you just with your with your, with your Jedi tunic on, you think you're so tough, <laughs> you know, whatever, right? There's some. There's some Lion King-ism in there somewhere. I don't know. You you unscramble it. But anyway, uh, the point is, I can see how Luke later on is like, eh, 
this whole Jedi stuff has consumed my whole life. I really just wanted to run away from home. Uh, now that the war is over and my my dad is dead and all of these different things. And, you know, I don't know. You, you, you never actually you left home because of a girl. You never actually get a love interest unless you, you know, go through the EU stuff or whatever. So, yeah. You never actually take a love interest. You've kind of just been like living and, and stewing in your own like feelings about everything. And then you say, well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to try. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to give the youth this 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 young youth this info I have. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then one of them, who is your nephew, says uh, uh, he provides a challenge to your <laughs> information and you yeah, you, you, no one's been telling you what's the right thing about Jedi or the wrong thing about Jedi, and you just have all these feelings. And so now you're just kind of like, you know what? <laughs> I didn't sign up for this. Yeah, also, I'm, I'm, might I'm I add, very overwhelmed and underprepared. Underwhelmed and under, and you know what? That's parenthood, right? I just want to say that if the point where you cross the threshold where you're like, oh, these, oh these, these kids are with me like all the time. Oh, okay. All right. Um, okay. <laughs> you know, so uh, it tracks, I think. But like I said, it depends on if you view Luke as the penultimate good guy or just some guy that did something a long time ago. And now he's doing this thing. He's throwing his lightsaber. He's throwing a little. Now, I didn't like all those moments, but I understood them. Um, I kind of I kind of saw a like moment of potential transition there where it's like, eh, you know, all good ideas, poorly executed. Right. But the story kind of does follow, uh, um, you know, it, it may or may not have been too many chefs in the, in the star Wars kitchen, right. In the can in the uh, cantina, right. May have been too many bartenders in the, in the scum and villainy, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> I feel indifferent about this conversation. All right, so here's the final rogue take before switching to our next segment. Yeah, yeah, because we're, we've milked this. Obi Wan is trash, Talk and I'm gonna it. tell you why. His argument when he gets to was it Mustafa? Mustafar? Is that what the planet was where he Ye- yes fights him? Yes, Lava so planet, yeah. He says, "You are my brother, Anakin, and I trusted you." And I'm like. You were supposed to join the Sith. Not join the Sith. You were supposed to destroy the Sith, not yeah. join them. And I'm like, okay, so you trusted him, right? So where were you when he was getting emotionally jumped? Mind you, you're supposed to be his brother, his Jedi master. Yet you were letting your Padawan get jumped by the Jedi Council. And you sat there and said nothing. And you were pretty much like, listen to the Council. And, he, and mind you... You know good and well Anakin was making great points saying there has never been an instance, right, mm-hmm. where a Jedi Master did not join the council. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and yet you still said, yeah, just listen to the council. It's like, it's, yo. I, it, it honestly makes it a little bit worse on Obi-Wan if, and I'm assuming they'll address this in, in his series, but it makes it a little bit worse on Obi-Wan when you go through, and I haven't, I'm be honest, I haven't finished Clone Wars, the series, but when you go through Clone Wars and it's like, all right, was it like episode one? Well, not episode one, but whatever the 
canonical one part of Clone Wars is because that first season's if you if you go through chronologically it's not one two three it's whatever mm-hmm. but uh but yeah like if you if you go through with the movie and everything and then the uh, uh the animated movie and then go through the series very early on you kind of get like you like you were just talking about where it's like I right, Anakin is a general now so Anakin is given these positions of esteem while simultaneously being you know hampered like you know this you brought me here you it, it was the equivalent of if uh let's go sports for a second um if you're a nerd that doesn't do sports i'm sorry but you you know the name lebron james so lebron james big time basketball player uh for if you don't follow sports if you do follow sports then run with me if you bring Le- lebron james to your team mm-hmm. and then you say uh hey you know we actually don't want you to like to go off as 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 you do we would appreciate if you just kind of you know sat and listened to the coach don't make decisions for yourself <laughs> lebron is gonna say uh what's the famous quote i'm taking my talents elsewhere so yeah so that's what Anakin did. Anakin was like, fam, you giving me, you told me I was the one and you don't even want to let me like, I'm not asking to smoke in the bathroom. I'm just saying, can you let me sit in a chair? Yeah, these these don't even look like comfortable chairs. Just, <laughs> just want to sit in one. Um, and like yeah. I said, he could have saved the universe because he, it's like, what? You could have apologized to Anakin on Mustafar and then tried to Facts. make the connection, but you immediately went to, yeah, you're crazy. I got to take you out now. Anakin's sitting there telling you, you betrayed me. Well, yeah. Obi-Wan didn't. Um, like, what? Yeah. What? What are we doing? Obi-Wan didn't. Uh, yeah. So, like so. You dropped the ball. <laughs> the Star Wars rogue take, which may not even be rogue. The Star Wars rogue take. Which we should have made five minutes, but it's now like a thirty-minute segment. The Star Wars road take is: uh, Anakin was right. You can write that on the on the urinal. <laughs> write that on the urinal next to Thanos was right. Anakin was right, and Obi Wan sucked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, that uh, Star Wars wrap that up. <laughs> Star, Star mm, Wars. Oh mm, mm, mm. <laughs> uh, man. Well, that was uh all right. Um, Star Wars. You you did a terrible job. So um we we were talking about Young Justice uh last week, but we kind of you know focused in on just episode uh, uh, mini arcs, um artist Artemis's arc uh to be specific, but the whole season is is there's some stuff going on. Um Sage, what uh, what you what you think of this last episode, and, and what do you think of the season as a whole so far? I mean, the last episode was good, but my whole thing is just how good the whole series <laughs> is in terms of encompassing every facet of DC. Because you know, this past episode was, you know, based on the magic side. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, it just seems to be a very cohesive show that lets, you know, all the facets of DC to coexist. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely, uh, 
I like that about it the most because I remember see uh uh, yeah, this was season three. I remember when season three was just a petition. It it, it wasn't anything yet, right? Maybe mm-hmm. the creators wanted it to be, but it just hadn't made it that far yet. Um, and I remember one of the, you know, it was, it, everyone was, was like, you know, we need this. And I remember one of the things said on Twitter. Yes, it was Twitter. Uh, I forgot who said it, but it was one of the showrunners uh, slash creators. And they were saying, please don't, your ideas are wonderful. Please don't send them to me because then we won't be able to use them. Right. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those, you know, fan, uh, not theories, but those like uh, requested um, story arcs or those suggested story arcs were around Wally West and everything. And it looks like they didn't, A, they didn't have any of that trouble going into season four, it didn't look like it because I don't think anyone was really aware. They kept it very quiet. Um, And then B, uh, it looks like we're getting close to addressing at least uh, something along the lines of, well, I don't know, maybe, maybe that Wally episode was like the final goodbye, but you know, now we're doing magic and, you know, we're talking about, um, the I mentioned Vandal Savage has kind of been running this whole show from, you know, this whole time, because from his standpoint, he's got several plays in motion. Yeah. So, <clears throat> you know, it kind of feels like, OK, we're we're dealing with definitely some supernatural, you know, planning and events. It almost feels like it doesn't matter what these heroes do, because these, you know, villains or certain villains have or, you know, indifferent uh, morally flexible characters because you know we don't have to say vandal's a villain but morally flexible characters are like just doing what they want to do when they want to do it and the heroes are responding to it so the coolest part about the whole thing is that like you just said everyone gets a little bit of shine and it's like i you know i don't i don't know if i've i don't know if if i felt when young justice premiered that it was going to make me feel how the original Teen Titans show felt. But they quickly put that to bed. Like, if I can transport myself back in time to season one and seeing it premiere, like, it was very quick where I was like, oh, oh, okay. Well, if you're going to cancel Teen Titans and give me this, then you know what? Let's do it. I could be all right with that. I could I could, uh, I could, learn to love this. And, and yeah. Yes, and you're right. Like they they let everyone they let everyone come and play. Uh, so yeah, and it, this, I man, I don't know. I don't know what's. I don't have a theory about. You got any theories about what's about to happen? <laughs> I don't have any theories. No, yeah, I honestly I don't because, like I said, they're encompassing a bunch of different facets. Of DC, I'm not sure what the cohesive whole is at the moment. I mean, I have theories about certain things that have gone on so far this season, but otherwise, as a whole, I don't really have the big picture yet. Yeah, there, there. I just I appreciate, uh, and this will this will this will be a good kind of segue point. We just wanted to give Young Justice some love, but. Um, I appreciate the not knowing anything. 
You know what I'm saying? I know I said Oh, that. yeah, because I very quickly figure out a lot of stuff. Yeah, and it's, you know, and, and granted, I'm not uh, always versed on characters from the comics, um, you know, th- which is the case with Kate Bishop and, and, and oh, yeah, Hawkeye, I, honestly. I, like, I had no idea who she was. No, no, I'm not going to say it. I don't know. I have no idea who she knew, was, but I don't know. Right. I have ran into these characters, but even with Hawkeye, I'm like, all right, Hawkeye, I get, I get the principle, <laughs> you know? Um, but, uh, but yeah, you know, it's, um, it's really cool to just have a show pop up and it just be about this stuff, uh, or about these characters that I love in some type of way, even if it's just via association. Like, I'm not going to say, uh, I love, uh, uh, Green Lantern, but if you tell me, Hey, we're, we got like a Green Lantern show, I'm going to say, all right, well, what time is it coming? (laughs) What time is it coming on? You know, like not my favorite, but. This is in a universe that I love, and it's gonna he's gonna interact with people that I do love and do consider my favorite. So, you know, and then through that, it's like, oh no, I care about this character. So that was the greatest thing about Young Justice is when they do these kind of like spotlight arcs. I'm like, you know what? I didn't, I don't know if I cared about you like that before, but now I do. Yep. Um. So that's really cool. Like I don't know. I like seeing Beast Boy in this in this light. I know Beast Boy's probably had like a pretty strong fan club. Um and and I know that he has been the center in the comics, the, the center or at least, you know, a point of origin for a lot of diff or or uh uh the point of like emphasis for a lot of different story arcs. But I enjoy seeing him and, you know, portrayed with this leadership ability, um, this kind of like uh grounded personality he's not he's he's fun but he's not over the top animated where it's like all right maybe when you grow up a little bit he does kind of have quite a bit of that uh that wally west season one in him where it's like you know when wally started to to age and settle down a bit it was like oh okay cool he's he will do more he his character will be more dynamic than just i'm the fun guy Right. Yeah. Even Robin season one was like, all right, this kid is annoying. <laughs> and he grew into a good Nightwing, you know. Um, so I I enjoy seeing Beast Boy with this uh, with this like, you know, maturity. So it's this. Yeah, a, it's a great letting him lead his own team and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That And and once again, like uh, I didn't even pay attention to the fact that they, you know, they brought in the outsiders like it was literally called the outsiders. But I was like late on the draw I was like yeah oh the outsiders like yeah the outside <laughs> it makes total sense it makes total sense that Batman and, and the Bat family are behind the scenes powwowing talking about yeah we let them win that one yeah and then, <laughs> and then well I do okay so you said theories that I have for this season okay well I do know that at some point the whole you know under the Red Hood storyline is kind of come to to fruition because they've showed Jason Mm-hmm. They've name dropped Jason, mm-hmm. so I'm pretty sure at some point they are definitely going to have that, you know, coming to fruition. It looks like they might even. Uh, hold on, I'm gonna pause right here. Speak a little bit louder. Uh, you're getting a little bit softer than you were in the first half. All right. <clears throat> it looks like they're they're even. Um, gonna condense or cons- uh, uh, consolidate under the red hood with uh 
Batman and Son or, you know, one of those other. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, that's definitely what I was going to say, because it looks like race is definitely going to use him to try to manipulate Batman, because when they left off, they were like when when Artemis, not Artemis, Tigress Mm -hmm. left with, you know, her. No, not her sister, because her sister stayed, right? Yeah, they. No, yeah. So when she, so when she left, and the sister stayed, and the other girl stayed, and they were all meditating. It looks like they're trying to, quote unquote, rehabilitate Jason. Mm -hmm. So at some point he can get sent back to Batman. Mm -hmm. But like I said, it looks like because you know, Talia, and them originally used Damien to try to manipulate Batman. Right, But right. because now that Jason is with them, it looks like they're going to use both. Right. Because uh, it's going to be like, oh, guess what? We saved your son. Here right. he goes. And then at some point, it's like, okay, well, guess what? You got a real son. Right. There he goes. I could also see a version of it playing out where, because um, like I said last episode, Natalia looked a bit, uh, like her faith was coming into question. Like, what are we really doing here? Yeah. Um, she was very adamant that she would raise her son in the mm-hmm. way. And what I could see happening is she drops Damien off, you know, um, uh, baby on the doorstep style. Right. And in, in some type of way, as Jason is on his mission, whatever that be, he finds out like, Oh, this guy is capable of being a father. Where was that when I needed a father? And you just let Joker, you know, do X, Y, Z. And then that breaks whatever, you know, spell or mission that the shadows have for Jason. And now Jason's like on a direct war with Batman. It kind of would go against what the show has been, which is a show about the kids. But see, that's the thing, though. Or does he attack Grayson for being the first son? Because my son. my thing is, and Nightwing hasn't been in this season. He yet, hasn't. Has so, he, he? so he's coming up next, isn't he? He's coming up next. Yeah. So my thing is, though, how do we even know that the Joker still kills Jason in this? Because we thought the whole uh, killing joke thing happened with Barbara. Uh, but then yeah. we just found out that, no, that's not the case. Yeah. 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 So... Joker might not, Joker might be the uh, the clown or the criminal. Because for all we know is Jason could have disappeared with um, basically a mission with race. Could be. And race replaced him and then kidnapped him and brainwashed him. Well, I don't. It's a, that's a or weird did, one. Well, no, because no, I mean. What Joker are we getting? Are we getting the clown? Are we getting the criminal? Are we getting the... Uh, That's what I'm saying. I don't like, know. Because I, I, I can't remember Joker from season one. I can't remember how he governed himself. We got to move past it. We got to move yeah, past it. Anyway, it's fine. Yeah, because we're going to end up going on a tangent. Yeah. Young, Young Justice is doing good. Uh, we'll we'll do more of a like deep dive on Young Justice once we get once we get closer to the end. But uh, But like I was saying before, like I like the not knowing yeah. and that's that is making Hawkeye enjoyable I don't know what to expect from this series because Hawkeye was one of those characters that wasn't really touched on too too much when it came to you know characters being developed mm-hmm. in the Avengers movies mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
they and that was intentional. I think they wanted to uh, focus on the um, the enhanced, you know, heroes. People. Yeah, the big three. Because if we're being honest, the people that got the most character development was Iron Man, Thor, and Captain America. Right. Everybody with a solo film was intended to be the star or the stars, right? Th- those were the ones who were selling the toys after. Um, those were the ones, you know, so makes a lot of sense that as uh, Black Widow and Hawkeye became like just important characters in their own way, because, you know, you you could have swapped those two characters out, I think, largely, um, maybe to better outcome. But you pointed out they won every time Hawkeye was there, right? So they did want to enforce like the, hey, all of these players have an important role. Yeah. And the way they framed Hawkeye in, you know, episode one was, again, very, very uh, thought provoking because I, you know, we're looking at. I was impressed with the comic book nature of how they did these live action splash pages when they set that scene up, uh, when, when they set up the uh, the fight and, and the different transition moments, Tony Stark going between um, everybody and just helping out and then and dipping off and help, helping the next person. But that scene with Hawkeye on the roof, as, as dope as it was that he's like this nice with the arrows, right? Um, to see him look like a superhero was a little bit different. I found myself kind of saying, oh, okay, all right. I may have been a little harsh on Hawkeye, right? He he's he proved, he has proved multiple times he can be whatever you need him to be. He can be, you know, I can I can tap into assassin if you need me to. Um yep. I can be like just the good government spy counterpart um you're not gonna run a honeypot mission with me but you know so he he proved that he had some value but yeah he was still you know under underdeveloped right um and i like the fact that they're using him to show that you know even in a world of superheroes they and for the people like him there are consequences to doing your job yeah to where he is He's beat up. Yeah, he's beat up. He has a hearing aid because of all the times he's been around explosions. It's mm-hmm. finally been like, yes. So the you know, went to the doctor and it was like, Yeah, so um Yeah, you need a hearing aid, buddy. I'm yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um and and I thought about something else, uh early, around the time I watched the the episode this week, um, on that same line where they're they're beautifully, I mean, this is this is still Hawkeye praise, but I think, I think that Marvel, Kevin Feige, they're doing a beautiful job of telling an Avengers dissembled story, disassembled story, right? Um, They're doing a great job kind of giving this like, hey, it hadn't been great for everybody. Some of us, you know, some of us went off and we were able to become, uh, uh, take on a new challenge in in, uh, Falcon now transitioning into Captain America, um, and and we'll say Bucky to just being a better version of what he had been to uh, to uh, the story so far, right? Um, so yeah. they got they got to kind of solidify themselves as heroes. Yeah. Um, we got to see uh, Wanda become what is teetering on the edge of villainy um, in in her dealing with 
not having her family unit. Uh, we got Vision hopefully coming back and and being just a blank slate, right? Having the memories, but none of the attachments to them, right? Um, we're just seeing everything fall apart. You know, Tony, Tony not being there to uh, bring everyone together in his Tony way, right? And finance everything has really brought to light uh, brought brought to the attention of of the world that like hey this is a this team or yeah, whatever this up. brand you know this brand kind of fell apart like uh i mean they talk about that in the series right because cause she was like oh is it the avengers tower and he was like yeah uh tony so sold it <laughs> tony, tony sold that a couple of years ago and she was right. like oh well that's depressing right it kind of um, it's 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 funny, right? It kind of makes the scene where Black Widow, um, being kind of on that you know uh, uh, video call with everybody and trying to maintain this superhero uh, branding, um, it kind of makes it more important now because she's not around to do that, right? But she was even even as they were already disassembled in a way, um, she was trying to like hold it all together, like, hey, no, we need to still make sure the work gets done, right? So now here everybody is on their own grappling with the work. Like, do we still do this thing? Do I, do I still have this job? I don't know. Like, it wasn't really a job before. It was really, it was a garage band. Like, you know, we all would come together and rock out. And now, you know, the, the lead singers are all gone or dead or, you know, it feels very much like, uh, you know, this what happens before the reunion tour for a band, you know? Um, so that's the cool thing I thought about. I was like, wow, everyone's having their own issue, their own issues that, you know, for better or worse, like being an Avenger was a high point in many ways for all of these people and not being an Avenger is a low point in many ways. So that was a that was cool to just see them kind of like carefully executing this. Regardless, of, you know, Falcon and the Winter Soldier wasn't the greatest, you know, in hindsight. It wasn't like uh, as good as it felt like it was being. It felt like it had a good start, but, you know, maybe fell a little bit flat. WandaVision maybe started a little bit flat, but gave us such big universal, you know, ramifications. Loki, you know, of course, universal you know, uh, uh, multiversal uh, implications. So it's pretty cool. But um, I think the, the with Hawkeye specifically, I think the difference maker is Matt Fraction being a consulting producer. Uh, I didn't read the, and I, and I actually, I'm going to go read it. Like probably by next week, I'll have read it. But um, the Hawkeye series, like they're literally just like, it, it feels like Matt Fraction is literally there. You know, because from what I've flipped through those, I've flipped through those books. Like I've seen them, um, but from the art perspective, like that was one of the first things I'm like, wait, I've seen this art, this, uh, when they, when they gave the new Hawkeye logo and I was like, where is it? I've seen this somewhere, found the book. Oh, it's Matt Frax. You know, it's all of his like fingerprint moments are there. So I, as I flipped through the book, Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, nah, this is clear that he's in the building. He's not just, you know, they didn't just give him a title. Yeah. They let him say stuff. <laughs> he was like, hey, do this, do this, do this. Like, this is, you know, so I think that that's a, I think that's a, an important part of why this show is working for the people that it's working for. 
um, I did see some people. I not to go back into last week, but uh, are you having any issue with Kate Bishop's character? Um, no. I don't. I'm not either. I, I see. I I've seen people. Uh, I don't see what the problem with her would be. People are saying that she's stupid, and well, I mean. She's supposed to be stupid. A cocky college kid. She has no experience as a superhero. No, yeah, she has no <laughs> she has no experience as a superhero. And then she overestimates her abilities. Uh yeah. Which which is going uh, to pay off in the 21 end. 21 year old. Yeah, exactly. It's gonna do. That's gonna pay off in the end when uh because it's already starting to pay off, right? I, I wanted to, I looked it up really quick. Um it's only six episodes, so we're close. Yeah. Well, no, yeah, because it was supposed to be, you know, lead up to Christmas because that's how Kevin Feige uh, promoted it as. It's like, okay, well, you know, there's six weeks till Christmas. Will Hawkeye manage to make it home for Christmas? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So smart. Um, So, yeah, so, you know, we get a we we get a Kate Bishop that has no experience with this stuff, just decided, hey, I'm a I'm I'm going to be this person like, yeah, she's cocky. She's she's erratic in many ways um but she has the skill set she just has not had a sensei to uh teacher yeah Yeah, that's what i'm saying um i thought it was going to be something like in terms of feminism they didn't like her character but i thought um, she was a very well those we're not talking independent (laughs) strong character because i mean she stood up to her mom's fiance right Right. We, we're not talking to those people anymore. We're literally just talking to people just like, eh. Um, yeah, I, I heard some people, you know, expressing difficulty getting into the show because of her character. Yeah, she's a she's a whiny, you know, uh, uh, young person, yeah, whatever. Like, as, that's how young people are. I was going to I was going to say, like, I mean, she has she's rich. She has grown up able to say point to something and say, I want that. Yeah. Right. But she, but she hasn't manipulated it in a, um, I want to be the spoiled rich kid, but that spoiled rich kid behavior is there because to be able to say, I want a bow and arrow, I'm going to become a superhero. No, yeah. And, and then it's like, if you look at it a certain way, she's kind of been like, you know, as soon as I did something, I've been good at it. Yeah, exactly. Right. So now, now take someone who's a natural athlete, who has access, who has <laughs> means, right? Like. Uh yeah she she yeah I think she's the person that she would be in the real world yeah <laughs> like you know anyway um but yeah I just I was curious about that uh Echo um has a nice little parallel to her um to her to Kate's story right Echo is like and and I'm not sure why they chose to uh to double handicap her I wonder you know what significance that has later. But um, or if if it has any, but um, I would assume the adding that the the foot or the leg uh, was knee down from the knee down. I, I would assume that has something that will come up later. But um, her story has that parallel to Kate's story in that you know they both have this hero worship of their dads. Um, just to, you know they'll eventually find out. Yeah, not the greatest people in the world, right? Um, and a lot of people are, are, you know, speculating that Echo will get pushed more into the 
anti-hero side of things. I think that'll happen too, but I think that'll happen through her. She, I know she goes on a vision quest, uh, basically to find herself and whatnot and, and to center her understanding of who she's going to be. Um, I think that's what her solo series is. Uh, Echo has a backstory tied into Kingpin killing her father. So I think that, uh, I think that Kingpin, I think, so I think Swordsman is like red herring to a, to a large degree. I don't think he's important to the series as a villain. I think he's more important as kind of, you know, somebody else to play off of. But um, I think that, uh, I think Kingpin won't get the official, like, this is Kingpin until her solo series. But I think that I, I I feel pretty confident in that this is Kingpin, just like everybody else feels pretty confident. I don't think we're chasing Mephisto on this one. Like, what do you feel? <laughs> what do you think? Um, <clears throat> I think it's a setup. Well, um, it, the, no, 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 no. Okay, I think it's a setup so that he'll get into. Because, you know, Kingpin's always been the head of the criminal underworld, right? Right. So I think it's a setup for him to bring him back, to tie in Daredevil, to bring Daredevil back. Yeah. Like to, and then, but to also bring back the importance of Power Broker wanting to be the head of the criminal underworld. Right, right. I think that, uh, I think that Power Broker, so I, I felt, and this could be wrong, I'll, I'll clean this guess up <clears throat> later, but I felt that Kingpin was... We're seeing him build to his empire. He doesn't have it in that way yet. He has quite a bit, but he hasn't built up to the kingpin that we know him to be. Yeah. Right? But he's getting close. Um, I think that uh, I think that uh, uh, the, just the the various nods, right? The fat man Otto, and you know, even the fact that he has. Um, so the auto the auto shop right that's a cash that that could operate as a cash only business um good way to to rinse money right um the the laughable hench henchman um i think that's all indicative of you haven't quite gotten to where you want to get yet right but you got enough you know money to kind of get things done you got enough maybe influence on a smaller scale but you don't have the kingpin influence right um so I think that that's he's building towards that. Uh, I think that uh, there. I think that he did commission Ronan in some type of way. I don't know which Ronan, right? Because there, Yelena's supposed to show up in this, right? That was that's a that's what I keep hearing people say. But was that yeah. confirmed? She was showing up, or she's on the cast list. Um, I'm not sure. Well, if if she is, I you know there's a I could see a a, a version where maybe um, because I think uh, I can't remember the post credit for Black Widow. I should have went and re looked at it, but no, 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 no. she's yes, yeah, she's she's confirmed for in the show. So the post credit for Black Widow was what they pointed. Uh, what's her name? Val pointed her at Clint, right? Yeah. So he she pointed her at Clint. As the cause of that is her call, killer, right. pretty much. Right, 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 because. Right. Because she doesn't know this whole Infinity Stone situation. Nope. So she pointed her at Clint's skill. So in the uh, in the same way that um, you know, there's this I think ghost story that the Black Widow killed the Ronin. 
I think that maybe there's a version of that story where the Ronin killed Black Widow. And we know who the Ronin is. So that to me says that uh, the Ronin that we saw kill um, uh, Echo's father is not Clint, but Clint is aware that there, because I feel like Clint would have dealt with Kingpin, you know, directly during his Ronin period. But I feel like yeah. he's kind of just like, eh, he, you don't want to mess with this guy. Mm-hmm. But I I disabled his his pipeline, basically. Um or I guess the the worst people, I, I the the people that were the worst in this, I disabled them. But just getting getting to what I'm trying to get to, which is so that could you know I know they're not going to introduce a brand new character. We may hear somebody in name, but mm-hmm. if Yelena's is showing up under the guise that Clint is the bad guy, right? Um, and now the Ronin has been all over the news, so that's going to trigger Yelena and whatnot. Um, and and I forgot to check timelines on like the scenes, but if that triggers Yelena, Yelena shows up. So now Clint has to like work his way out of being on Yelena's radar, mm-hmm. which is way worse than just being on, you know, uh, 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 the tracksuit mafias. Then we have to unmask, quote unquote, the Ronin that killed Echo's father, which is going to trace back the Kingpin. And I think that that person might be Taskmaster. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, from what I've been hearing about, what's uh, what's her name? Echo's character, Maya. Maya. Uh, yeah, she's a better version of yeah, she, Taskmaster. Apparently, she she gets like a photographic memory um, type deal. She's not Taskmaster, but she gets like this photo photographic. She can see anybody fight. Um, uh, 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 due to like basically in the same way that Daredevil's other senses are heightened, um, uh, hers are as well, right? But they're not going that way fully with her because she's kind of bumbling herself, which is why I was like, I wonder what that injury, what that uh second handicap means for her. But um, she's she's not fully like honed assassin yet herself. Yeah. She's kind of like sloppy a little bit herself. Right. And she's trying to and she's supposed to be running this operation quietly because, you know, like he said, uh, Kazi said Kingpin's not even supposed to know. I'd like to know more about who Kazi is supposed to be as well. Like, what's his deal? Like, what's his uh, yeah. what's his involvement with uh, Kingpin and who is he who, who is he related to? Like, because we're getting he's getting a lot of FaceTime. Um, he's getting a lot of FaceTime. Was Kazi in the room when her dad was murdered? I'm not. Sure. I don't know if they showed the whole picture. Kazi did it. I take it back. It's not Taskmaster. Kazi did it. Mm. <laughs> Kazi killed it. Uh, killed her father. They grew up together, um, which lets her know that Kingpin set this in motion, and that's what sets her on a path to uh, uh, anti-hero because she now has to align her ideals. She forgives Kate. She forgives Clint. She lets them go on her way. Kate being the the loud mouth uh, kind of cocky character she is, she's willing to work with a fellow outsider because she has no inside connections and her mentor is about to retire. Um, very Yoda style. 
<laughs> like, fam, I'm getting ready to check out. Here's here's a little bit of something. Use it if you want. I don't care. <laughs> By the way, I think the prosthetic leg thing is just because the actor has a prosthetic leg, I believe. Oh, okay. So this was just a nod to okay, okay. I didn't know much about the uh the act the actress. So this yeah. is just a okay, well that's cool. That's really cool then. Um, we can modify these characters as much as we want. So that's a that's a dope, uh that's a dope like adjustment. And good um, representation. Yeah, okay, cool, cool, cool. I didn't know that. That's what's up. Um, but yeah, so we'll we'll see. We'll we'll do uh I guess we'll do theories next week because we'll be uh what's this what's this episode three? So four is the pivotal moment, as you pointed out. So once we get four, we'll get kind of like that final clue and then we'll do our theories. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, Hawkeye's looking really good. Um <clears throat> And uh, yeah, that's most definitely D'Onofrio as Kingpin. <laughs> oh, for sure. That was definitely it's his gotta lab. be. Because I don't think they're gonna do the Wanda Vision on us twice. Like I don't think they're gonna do. It. I think that's that was a gr- uh, egregious mistake to do that to set up no, those. Yeah, that was man. That was nuts. Um, well, I'm anyway. Boner. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, anyway, that was uh, that was, that was I think that was good good comic talk uh this week. Um. Definitely want everybody to uh, uh, head over to the website, comicaccurant.com, um, become a, a member of the site. That just means, you know, you put in your email address and um, we rarely send out newsletters or we have uh, uh, no like real intention of sending out a bunch of like email stuff, but it just helps us keep in touch with everybody. And it'll allow you to get into the community only page of the site. Um, and with that comes access to the discord, uh, there's some cool conversations happening over talk there. Talk to me. Yeah, come talk to us. We got we got a bunch of fun stuff set up over there at the Discord, um, but it's invite only. So, you know, you can't just join the Justice League. You got to get asked. Uh, but yeah, so Discord, um, follow us on Twitter, Comic Accurant. Is it comic? It's comic underscore Accurant. Um, rant, R-A-N-T. Uh, uh, same thing on Instagram, um, but yeah, come hang out with us. Come talk to us. We'd love to hear more about the show on Apple. I think there is, uh, you can, you know, leave comments about the show so you can do that or you can do it in the discord or you can email us at, uh, uh, uh I don't know. <laughs> oh, it's connect at comicaccurant.com. <laughs> I was like, what? I don't know. I don't know. Is there an email? Um, but yeah, uh, that was this week's show. We had fun. I'm Saga. I'm Sage. And uh, the power is in the narrative. The power is in the narrative. I don't know. I got to get a better sign off. The power is in the narrative. Peace out. <laughs> <laughs>